This is the story of Jordy the Giraffe. Jordy the Giraffe was a little giraffe who lived in the Jerusalem Zoo in the Savannah exhibit. He lived surrounded by rhinoceri and zebras and all sorts of other animals. And he loved the Jewish holidays. But of all the holidays, his favorite was Sukkot. And the people at the Jerusalem Zoo were so nice that they built an extra tall sukkah just for Jordy and his family. Every year, Jordy would spend every free minute he had in the sukkah. He would sleep in there, he would eat all his meals in there, and he would look up at the stars and think, wow, I am such a lucky giraffe. And Jordy grew up. And as Jordy grew up, he got taller and taller, as most giraffes do. But Jordy got even taller than the rest of his family. He became 19 feet tall. He was the tallest giraffe in the whole world. The people from the Guinness Book of World Records came and gave him his award. They said, Jordy, what are you going to do now that you're the tallest giraffe in the world? And Jordy said, well, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll throw a party. My favorite Jewish holiday, Sukkot, is coming up next week. I'll throw a sukkah party to celebrate. So everybody said, yeah, great idea, Jordy. Everybody got ready for Sukkot. All the animals bought their Arba Minim, the Lulav and Etrog that they waved during the seven days of Sukkot. And they started building the same sukkah they built every year. But this year, there was a problem. Jordy's head was pumping through the skock on the top. Jordy thought to himself, well, this is awkward. I can't be the tallest giraffe in the world and have my head popping through the top of my sukkah. I can't even see my sitter to read Kiddush because all these palm tree leaves are in the way. What do I do? Jordy walked over to the head zoo manager, the guy who fed him his food every day and took care of all the animals. He said, uh, Mr. Manager, we got a big problem. I'm supposed to throw a party and I can't fit in the sukkah where the party's supposed to be held. And the manager said, Jordy, I think it'll be okay. We just have to make the sukkah a little bit taller. And Jordy said, well, it's already really, really tall. This is a giraffe sukkah, Mr. Manager. This ain't no regular sukkah, you know? I want to follow the halakha, Mr. Manager, and I don't know if we're even allowed to build it that much taller. And the manager said, hmm, that's a good question. You know who would be able to answer this is the head zoo rabbi, Rabbi Yerachmiel. And Jordy said, this zoo has a rabbi? And the manager said, sure, where do you think all the parrots go to ask their halakhic questions? And Jordy said, whoa, cool, can I meet him? I've never even heard of him before. And the manager said, sure. The manager led Jordy out of the savannah exhibit, and he took him down a dark path, past some mongooses, and some raccoons, and some red-tailed pandas, into a cave where there were some turtles. And past the turtles, there was a candlelit room filled with Sifre Kodesh all over the wall. And there was a rabbi bent over, reading Torah books by the candlelight. The manager said, Rabbi, Rabbi. The rabbi said, Hello, who's this? And he said, This is Jordi the giraffe. He's the tallest giraffe in the whole world. And the rabbi said, Baruch haba. How can I help you, Jordi? And Jordi said, Hey, Rabbi, wow, it's so nice to meet you. I didn't know there was a rabbi in this cave all this time. It's so weird. Anyway, I've got a Shiloh for you, Rabbi. See, I had a little bit of a growth spurt this last year, and I'm now the tallest giraffe in the whole world. And well, 
I want to go in a sukkah on Sukkot. And the sukkah that we have here at the zoo is big, but it's not big enough for me now that I'm so tall. What do I do, Rabbi? And the rabbi said, well, how tall is it now? The manager said, well, right now it's about 15 feet tall. And Jordy is 19 feet tall. And the rabbi said, hmm, well, a sukkah can be 20 amos high, which is about 30 feet or even more. So, yeah, you can make it bigger. And Jordy said, yes, I'm going to have the best sukkah party ever. Thanks, rabbi. The rabbi said, you're welcome, Jordy. Have a good holiday. And the manager and Jordy left. They went back to the savannah, and they started trying to build the sukkah a little bit bigger so it could hold Jordy's head. But every time they tried to build it, the building materials would just collapse. The sukkah that they had wasn't meant to be that tall. They tried to support it with beams and pillars, but it just kept falling over. Jordy said, oh no, this is not going how I wanted it to go. What do I do? Jordy was so sad, he thought his whole Sukkot was ruined. He curled himself up into a little giant giraffe ball and started crying. I love Sukkot so much, I just want to have a happy Sukkot. Then after he cried for a while, Jordy picked himself up. He said, no, this can't be bad because if Hashem sent it, it has to be good because Hashem only does good. And I have a Muna and Hashem. I know, I'm going to ask Rabbi Yerachmiel, maybe he'll know what to do. So Jordy snuck out of the savannah that night and he went back to the rabbi's cave. And the rabbi was in the middle of a deep class. He was teaching a bunch of Hasidic antelope all about the Ushpizen, the guests who come and visit the Sukkot of the Jewish people during Sukkot. Jordy wasn't sure if he was allowed to be there, so he crept in the back and hid while the rabbi continued the class. He was talking all about how the holy fathers of the Jewish people, like Abraham Avinu, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aharon, Yosef, and David, all came and spent Sukkot with the Jewish people in every sukkah, somehow all at the same time. Then the rabbi started talking about how each of the seven Ushpizen corresponded to the seven Sephirot, and each one blessed the Jewish people from his own Sephira, and Jordy started to lose it. He couldn't understand a word the rabbi was saying. He fell asleep in the back of the cave as the rabbi continued the class. Suddenly he woke up, and the rabbi was standing right over him. He said, Jordy. And Jordy said, Ah, hey, rabbi. The rabbi said, Jordy, I know why you've come. Come with me. The rabbi led him all the way to the back of the cave, and there was an old, dusty wooden box covered with spider webs. The rabbi whispered a few words in Hebrew, and the box started to creak open. He looked inside. There were some old, old wooden planks inside. He said, Rabbi, what are these? And the rabbi said, Jordy, these planks are from none other than Noah's Ark. The Ark in which Noah kept every animal on the face of the earth alive when Hashem flooded the earth thousands of years ago. The rabbi said, Jordy, these planks are miraculous. They made it possible for Noah's Ark to accommodate every creature in the whole world, even though, space-wise, it wasn't physically possible. I see how much you love Sukkot, and I want you to have these planks and use them to build your sukkah. And Jordy said, what? Are you serious, Rabbi? I can't accept that. I'm just a regular giraffe. I can't help it that I grew a little bit taller, but I don't deserve this. 
And the rabbi said, You do, Jordy. Hashem has blessed you above all giraffes to be especially tall, maybe because he wanted these planks to be used for the first time, and, well, I've never used them before in my life. They've just been passed down from head zoo rabbi to head zoo rabbi over the generations, and, well, we never needed them. Jordy said, Wow, thanks, Rabbi. That's so nice of you. Um, I guess I'll take them and I'll build a sukkah. I'll build the best sukkah that anybody's ever seen. And the Rabbi blessed Jordy. He said, Jordy, I bless you that you should have a very, very holy and very fun sukkot. So Jordy took the planks and went back to the savannah. And the rest of the day he spent building his sukkah. And he decorated it. And it was really, really nice. It looked like a regular sukkah, but when you stepped inside, it suddenly expanded to 30 amos tall, the exact height that a sukkah can be, and still be kosher. The first night of Sukkot, everybody went over to Jordy's sukkah. They went inside and they were like, Whoa! Everything inside was bright, shiny, and super radiant. There was a special air of holiness that nobody had ever experienced before. They said, Jordy! This sukkah is insanely nice. And Jordy said, well, yes, it is. That's how Jordy does it on Sukkot. And Jordy made Kiddush, and they ate some challah. And Jordy reminded all his friends, guys, to do the mitzvah of dwelling in the sukkah let chachila in the ideal manner, you should have in mind Yetzias Mitzrayim and the Adonai HaKavod when you take those first few bites of challah. That means you should remember the exodus from Egypt and Hashem protected us with clouds of glory when we exited from Mitzrayim. And those clouds, well, they protected us from almost everything. Everyone kept those things in mind when they were munching and they had a super, super kadosh festive meal. As the festivities were winding down later that night, Jordy started to doze off in the corner. Then he woke up when he heard some wine glasses clinking together. Sitting at the table were seven very holy-looking men with long beards. Jordy said, uh, hello, can I help you? And they said, what? Who are you talking to? And he said, I'm talking to you. And they said, you can see us? And he said, yes, you're sitting on my Sukkot table drinking my wine. One of the men stood up. He said, Jordy, it's me, Avraham. Jordy said, what? Avraham Avinu? And Abraham said, yeah, it's me. See, I told you, David Amalek, there's something special about this sukkah. David Amalek stood up. He said, well, this giraffe is exceptionally large. Perhaps there's something special about him. Jordy said, me? No, there's nothing special about me. I'm just a little bit taller than everybody else. Then Aharon stood up. He said, well, he's exceptionally humble. Jordy said, guys, there's nothing exceptional about me. I'm just a giraffe who likes Sukkot. I'm lucky to even have a sukkah. The sukkah that was here before was too small for me, so luckily there was a nice rabbi who gave me wood from Noah's Ark to build my sukkah this year. And they said, Noah's Ark? No wonder he could see us. Yaakov said, This must be the holiest sukkah ever built by a zoo animal. They all said, Mm-hmm, yep, definitely. Jordy said, Wow, thanks. Guys, can I ask you something? And they said, Sure, Jordy. He said, guys, what is a Shem like? They said, well, Jordy, he's the coolest. And he said, that's what I thought. 
And he said, well, Jordy, it was really fun coming to your sukkah. This is really nice, by the way. And that chandelier is totally sweet. But we got to be on our way. Have a good sukkot. He said, oh, uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. Yeah, see you later. And just like that, poof, they disappeared. Jordy said, wow, that was interesting. I knew getting that chandelier was the right choice. The rest of Sukkot, Jordy had amazing parties every night. And every night, the Ushpizen came back and celebrated with Jordy and his Sukkah. The final night, Hashanah Rabbah, there was a massive rainstorm in Jerusalem. All the people in Jerusalem were sad because they couldn't eat in their Sukkahs without some kind of rain guard. But in Jordy's Sukkah, for some reason, the rain didn't come in. The wood from Noah's Ark miraculously kept it out. In the middle of the meal, a few of the locals from Jerusalem showed up at Jordy's door. They said, We heard from a blue-chested cockatoo that's flying around from the zoo that there's no rain in his sukkah? Is that true? And Jordy said, Sure it's true! Come on in! You guys can pull up a chair right next to Avraham Avinu and Moshe Rabbeinu. The people said, Okay? And they came into the sukkah. Soon enough, word spread on social media that the tallest giraffe in the world was throwing a sukkah party at the zoo in a sukkah made from the wood of Noah's Ark. Needless to say, word spread fast. And soon enough, everybody from Jerusalem was packed into Jordy's sukkah. And somehow it held them all. Everybody was packed around the table, asking the Ushpizen questions, asking Jordy about where he found the wood from Noah's Ark. And asking each other, hey, how are we all fitting in here? It was a ruckus and a half. Just then, an old man with a long white beard showed up at the door. Everybody went silent. Avraham said, Eliyahu Hanavi, what are you doing here? And he said, I have something to tell you. Everyone went silent. Even the crickets outside stopped chirping to hear the tidings of Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu said, guys... This is clearly the most kadosh and awesome sukkah party that's ever taken place in the universe. You're shaking the heavens, my friends. I've been sent down to tell you something that's going to happen in the near future. I have a bris in the morning, and I really need you guys to keep it down. And they all said, Ah! They partied the rest of the night, somewhat quieter, and the next day before Shemini and Sarah, Jordy reluctantly said bye to his sukkah. He said, thank you so much, Hashem, for blessing me with such an amazing Sukkot this year. It was the best Sukkot ever. And to think, I thought everything was going wrong in my life, but really, you were giving me the best gift you could ever give me. Now I know that everything you do is for the good, no matter how it seems at first. Then Jordy spent all night and all day dancing with the Torah on Shemini Yitzharet and Simchat Torah. And then came the day to take down his beloved sukkah. Rabbi Yerachmiel came by as Jordy was taking down the last plank. He placed down the old dusty box on the ground and spoke a few words in Hebrew. The planks picked themselves up and stacked themselves neatly in the box. And the box creaked shut. Jordy said, whoa. Rabbi Yerachmiel said, Jordi, I want you to know that everything that happened to you this Sukkot was a gift from Shemaim. Because you love doing these mitzvahs and because you had Amuna and Hashem, he decided to bless you with this incredible gift because he loves you. Jordi said, Rabbi, Rabbi, next year can I use the planks to build my Sukkah again? 
And the rabbi said, Jordy, if you need them, they'll always be here. But Jordy, you keep doing those mitzvahs with all your heart. And remember, no matter what happens, to always have a Muna and a Shem. And next year, we could be eating in the sukkah of Leviathan with Mashiach. And the party there will be even cooler than that party you had the other night.